0: Hi there, I'm Jim.
1: I'm Dana. And I'm Claire.
0: Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me today, Two of my colleagues here at CTLT, Dana Carricker is a coordinator for faculty development. Hi, Dana. Hello. And our director returns, Claire LaMonica. Hi,
2: Jim. Hi, Dana. Hello. Hello.
0: Wow, it's all three of us. This is the first <laughs> time we're recording uh, three of us at once, I Jim think. Jim
2: got new equipment, and he's so
0: excited. <laughs> I am so <laughs>
2: It's like, wow, look, I have three microphones.
0: Well, actually, it was a while ago, but I was feeling guilty that we haven't used them all yet. But we also have something to talk about today that both of you can provide some perspective on. So today we want to talk about the theme for our 2018 Teaching and Learning Symposium that's coming up. And this is an annual event we have here on campus. So, Claire, to start with you, um, what's kind of the history behind the symposium and, and what's the aim of it all?
2: The aim of the Teaching and Learning Symposium is to give our campus community a chance to gather in one place and talk about teaching and learning on our campus. So I always refer to it as the largest single conversation about teaching and learning to happen every year at Illinois State University. Um, and to that end, it's been going on since before I came to CTLT, since before there was a CTLT. Mm -hmm. So the Center for the Advancement of Teaching, uh, was organizing teaching symposia uh, for a number of years before I ever came on board. So one year we build ourselves as like the 10th annual and everybody was like, oh, no, it's much older than that. So it was like, OK, we're not numbering anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. And Dana, this year you're kind of taking the lead on getting the symposium organized. Right. So what does that conversation look like throughout the day?
1: We have a theme every year, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about during this podcast. One of the conversations is uh, faculty submit proposals to present either panels or individual presentations or posters. And um, so those are breakout sessions um, where they're sharing their promising teaching practices. Um, and those promising teaching practices, often the proposals for those often um, build on our theme. Mm-hmm. So um, – mm-hmm. That's one thing that happens. We also have keynotes um, that come. We have a nationally recognized keynote every year. Mm -hmm. This year we have two, which I'll be telling you about um, (laughs) soon as well. Um, And they do a morning 75-minute workshop, um, then do a keynote at lunchtime, and then have a continuing conversation, which just opens up an opportunity to talk more about the topic. And then we have a poster session at the end of the day. And the reception. Oh, yes. There's a reception in an Idea Cafe. So we start the morning with an Idea Cafe, which is just roundtable discussions um, for people to ease into the morning, um, talk about several topics that they might be interested in this year. We're... um, talking about challenging misconceptions around identities of international students will be one. Um, Using literature circles to encourage discussions of social issues is another. So that's just kind of a a way to have more informal conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the end of the day, with our poster session, we have a reception. So um, that's just kind of a celebratory way to end the day and go around and um, and view posters and listen to those poster presentations.
0: And kind of way to ease out of the day. Ease out we, of the We day. ease into we the day, day and then we, we ease out of the day. So Yes.
1: And
2: easing out comes with wine. This is true. I if this I is say true. Say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah I think we can say that. Okay. I Yeah. You can I, edit I think that if we can't say that. No, I but think, I, we, can I think we can say that. No. Yeah. It's it's. Um, if we
0: were saying yeah. we were drinking wine now, I think it would be more problematic. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't. I don't yeah. think it's. Yeah, that would we, be against some rule. Yeah. We. Yeah. We would. We, at least we wouldn't admit to it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, it's a big day. So that's the nuts and bolts of the symposium. That's great. But I'm really excited about this year's theme, which is
1: expanding notions of literacy.
0: We had a lot of proposals that uh, kind of really fall into this. What does expanding notions of literacy mean to you?
1: Okay, it means a couple of things. So in in our digital age, um, the ways we interact with texts and um, communication is expanding. So we have different modes in order to, to communicate our messages or even receive our messages. And then the other one is as literate beings, we have to expand our notions of literacy, our understandings of how we interact in the world as well.
0: Be- because we're, yeah, that makes sense, because we're doing things differently, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I get, I communicate with people differently than I than I used to. I used mm-hmm. to get a phone call, and now I get a text right. message, mm-hmm. or I used to get uh, a letter, and now I get an email. And in fact, I'm encouraged to do this mm-hmm. um, to stop stop getting paper and stuff like that.
2: Well, and I think also thinking beyond literacy as simply reading and writing, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we all we need to be literate um, in a lot of ways, and in a lot of fields, a lot of disciplines. Um, as well as Mm -hmm. in sort of our social lives. Mm -hmm. So I I have a great nephew who over the the weekend saw me, over the Thanksgiving weekend, saw me shuffling a deck of cards and said, oh, you're randomizing, which was awesome. He's nine years old, and I was like, I absolutely am. When we're playing cards, we call this shuffling. Mm -hmm. And so... He knew the word randomizing, he didn't know the word shuffling. So, you know, it it worked in one context, but if he wants to be mm-hmm. literate
1: in the world of card playing, mm-hmm. he needs to know the word shuffling. Mm-hmm. So. so what you've just described there is this navigating of social spaces and how our how we have to adjust our ways of being to to fit those contexts. Um, so and, and in that case it was He had an idea, but his vocabulary for it was... Right. was randomizing and right.
2: yours was shuffling. And mine right. was shuffling, <laughs> yeah. Right. And I had never thought of shuffling as randomizing so I thought it was actually pretty cool when he applied, I mean, because that's of course exactly what I'm doing.
0: And and it could be then that there's something that he is literate in where randomizing is the term that you right. would use. Clearly. That, that there, yeah, right. Probably something on a smartphone, I'm guessing. Something there's in some which game. I am not literate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Some context in which yeah. I am illiterate, exactly. yes.
0: So literacy is, and these notions of literacy, pervade all of us yeah. uh, uh, all of our disciplines. Mm-hmm. But we don't usually sit around and talk about them in terms of literacy unless perhaps our discipline is specific to education. So um, like in communication, we would we come up with, we would be talking about schema and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But what we're really talking about here are, like you said, literacies beyond reading and writing. So the idea of expanding notions at our symposium, what are some of the um, uh, topics that, that uh, have been proposed that will be covered at the symposium that kind of Break open this idea of literacy?
1: Well, there's nothing like the past year, our last socio political environment, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. really opens up this need for having a conversation about literacies. Um, so we have um, a session on fake news in the post truth world. Um, So enhancing 21st century news literacy. So Mm -hmm. how do we navigate those spaces um, and what literacies do we need in order to fully understand what's happening there? Oh, we have Milner Library is doing several. I think this just kind of opened up a nice Mm -hmm. forum for them. Appeal to them. Right, right. Yes. Um, So um, they're doing um, a session on how to use um, the archives um, in your classes, um, pop culture, Mm-hmm. and um, using pop culture in your courses, um, educating students through accessible media. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we um, are moving into online spaces, um, we have to think about how people interact in those spaces and, and what support some people might need, how technology can make information accessible to people that may not have had that information beforehand, preparing civically engaged graduates, um... So that's part of it, too. So a lot of different ones.
0: So, and I think, you know, what is attractive about this for me is that we are talking about technology, but we're not doing the gadget show. Yep, this right. isn't, this isn't, you know, Claire, you and I have talked a lot about our name here is Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, and people think we're just IT support. Uh, <laughs> and while we do something kind of tangential to that, it's really more about the thought and the pedagogy behind using that technology. Right.
2: Why are we mm-hmm. using that technology? Yeah. So, I mean, and that, that in itself is a kind of pedagogical literacy. Right. You know, right. is mm-hmm. the right. ability to select a tech, you know, to identify a, a desire or a problem and select a technology that yeah. will allow you to address that and, yeah. uh, and then to use it to become conversant with the technology in a way that allows, that allows you to use it in effective ways in right. your teaching.
0: Well, and, you know, for many, many years now, we've been talking about digital natives and Claire, you and I in past episodes, have talked about the misconception that they are all excellent computer users because they grew up with a, uh, a computer in their crib or something like that <laughs> uh, or next to the crib but it really i think this idea of literacies Dana, i'm getting a, I'm getting a nod from <laughs> Dana here um this idea of literacies i, I guess is um, is the fact uh that these digital natives have grown up with different literacies at, right. in their mm-hmm. dispo- at their disposal
1: mm-hmm. and um some of those literacy skills that they have and are very efficient using yeah. don't translate into other contexts. Right. Um, so, what I think we want faculty to start thinking about is their own literacies um, mm-hmm. in their own disciplines, because each discipline, you know, has their own. How do you read, write, and communicate as a philosopher, as a biologist, as a um, information technology person? So, mm-hmm. um, they all have very different ways of doing. And when our students come to us. They don't always know what that is and think they can bring a particular set of tools Mm -hmm. from another area of their life into this one, and that doesn't always work for them. So when we're experts in our own field, those literacies just come as second nature. We don't really think about Mm -hmm. how we are interacting with our text, how we're writing, how we're speaking. Um, So we have to kind of think about that in our own disciplines, those those nuanced skills for Mm -hmm. our own disciplines.
0: I think nuance is a really good way of putting it. It's not... It's not uh, something you can necessarily just pick up a book and, nope. of course, and that's one type of literacy. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, it <laughs> yeah. may not work for everyone <laughs> right. to begin with. So right. so um, before we get on to talk about the keynote speaker and whatnot, which obviously is related to all this, Claire, the, the faculty members you talk to after a, a symposium, when they come and talk to you and say, hey, I had a really good time, we'll, we'll concentrate on those right. conversations. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what what did they it's just
2: the bulk of the conversations. Yeah, I I think right. so. you yeah. know
0: we we do a lot of we do surveys and and we get a lot of feedback um and I think the 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 stuff that we've adjusted over the years have been more procedural things about mm-hmm. how the day goes, how we print up the schedule, that sort of thing. Yeah. But as far as people who actually get something meaningful out of a symposium, what are they doing? Yeah. What should they bring metaphorically to the symposium?
2: Well, I think I think the first thing you have to bring is an open mind or mm-hmm. an, an an inquiring mind, but also um just a willingness to connect with colleagues, um, colleagues beyond your discipline, uh-huh. primarily. But also, you know, a lot of times, interestingly, we. this is a great day. I mean, we have just this plethora of um, breakout sessions and all of these different activities going on. And frequently people say to me that it's the hallway conversations
0: mm-hmm.
2: that, um, that actually bring about... Um, that spurred them to action in some ways. And I think often those hallway conversations are spurred by uh, sessions that they've been in. Mm-hmm. But uh, we often hear about people who um, had a hallway conversation with a colleague and that that led to some change in their teaching or it led to a partnership, mm-hmm. a, a collaboration of some, some form. So, um, you know, people really do appreciate that chance to talk to each other um, to get outside their own disciplines. And I think in this chance to, to really um, explore other literacies. We, you know, we tend to say, oh, you know, students, students can't read and write. They, they, mm-hmm. their, their papers have emojis in them or they're using mm-hmm. text speak or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what we don't think about is that as a separate literacy. Mm-hmm. So um, somebody like me who uses semicolons in texts
0: mm-hmm. is
2: really sort of a laughing stock, you know, for people who are more, um, uh, well, okay, so for my, my children. <laughs> 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 for people who, who are, who are who more are, natural to the world, that texting is a more natural form for them. Right. And so, Oh, so you're
0: putting semicolons in your text. Is that, I am. Is, that, sem- the, is I that, that what we're confessing? Yes, <laughs> I
2: do put semicolon in my text. Yes, I do. And, you know. I mean, the just, other
1: James G. would have something to say
0: yeah, about yeah. that. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll have to talk about that in a moment, too. Yeah, yeah. Have right. to, So,
2: I mean, you know, yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, realizing that it's it's trying to take something that's familiar to you and bring it into an unfamiliar context, and it's not a good fit. And it wouldn't be a good fit going the other direction either. Right. So, um, right. you know, this, just for this, this is expanding our own minds. Mm-hmm. To take in these ideas that, oh, you know, this student who's an English major um, is not doing well in her um, accounting class. I don't know why an English major would be taking an accounting <laughs> class, but they they might Hi. be, you know, if they they are thinking of opening a small business or whatever. Sure. Because there are these different, you know, the, you have to write in a completely different way
1: in an accounting mm-hmm. class
2: than
0: you do in an English class. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Mm-hmm. What you're describing is called capital D discourse. Oh, so thank yes. you very much.
0: <laughs> and I know that the segue into <laughs> talking about who our keynote speakers are, because right? yes, and and I think these keynote speakers are going to be, uh, I think they will also be spawning a lot of those hallway conversations. Yes. yes. So yeah, Dana, tell us about them.
1: All right. So we are very excited to have William Cope and Mary Kalansis. Um They are now at the University of Illinois, and they're in their School of Education Policy. Um, mm-hmm. and the two of them are architects of um one of the seminal works works on multiliteracies, um, which is called a Pedagogy of Multiliteracies: Designing Social Futures. So they were in the New London Group who who put that that work together back in the late nineties.
0: And and uh, you I kind of alluded to before. So when this comes up on a Google search, because we're talking about new literacies, mm-hmm. and my name is Jim G. <laughs> I'm not that Jim G. you know I go to we were at pod a couple yeah. weeks ago. we were in Canada at the, at the national conference, and uh, someone said, "Are you?" And I said, "No." no. So I am not the Jim G who is who James G. James James James. James. Does he go by James?" I think, I I think he goes by Jim. I don't uh, know. but anyway, doesn't matter. Well, he's Jim to me.) <laughs> so.
2: And he's James to me. Yeah. Well, and we have the same middle name too, so that's (laughs) that's even confusing. (laughs) Yeah, James James PG. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so um, uh, I am not he. So anyway, but um, they'll be giving the keynote the keynote speech at lunch, and then there's a continuing the conversation afterwards. So Mm -hmm. that um, and of course they're doing the morning workshop as well.
1: Multiliteracies, meaning making, and literacy learning in an era of digital text is their morning workshop. Okay. And then at lunch, they're going to be talking about big data comes to school, implications for learning, assessment, and research. And they are going to frame that in um, writing. And they say, because writing is significant, not only because it is central to the core subject area of literacy, it's also an ideal medium for representation of deep d- disciplinary knowledge across a number of subject areas. So... Writing across yes. the <laughs> curriculum? Oh, we just
0: got a yay raw from, from, uh, from Claire. Claire, just don't drop the microphone, please. Um, <laughs> That would be Dana. Mic drop.
2: Yeah. Awesome.
0: So we will have all of that up on our website very soon, and we will link that to the show page. And if you go to our website, you can, it's kind of hard to miss information about the symposium at, at this time of year. We also should kind of mention uh, that uh, there is a deadline to register for the symposium. It is December 15th. It, yes. is, it is coming right up. Uh, to register you can go to ctlt.illinoisstate.edu and the symposium itself is wednesday january 10th 2018 and we hope to see as many members of the isu community there by the way this is not just for faculty it's also for staff right uh, and graduate, graduate students. students i think we can yeah. see it about In 400 for lunch right
2: yeah we can see it about 400 for lunch yeah. so and we generally do
0: all right dana claire thank you so much mm-hmm. thank you Jim. that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Let's Talk Teaching. You can find out more about our symposium by going to our website, ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. You can also find out more about this podcast. Just click the podcast link in the upper right of the page. For Dana Carricker and for Claire LaMonica, and all of my colleagues here at the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology, until we talk again, happy teaching.